Right now, it's Let's Get Legal. It's powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. So excited to chat with Jeremy Geller again. It's been a little bit. He's from Trap and Geller, and he does some great work. In fact, Jeremy, uh, I was promoting the, your appearance, and I used the term super lawyer, which I looked up. You've been a super lawyer many, many times. What is a super lawyer, Jeremy? Well, John, uh, thank you for the intro. It's good to be here. Yeah. Um, good to be back again. A uh, super lawyer is... Uh, it's a, a peer-reviewed, peer-rated uh, group. Uh, I think it's about 2 to 5% of attorneys in the state that become super lawyers, and I've been lucky to be one. So uh, I know you're a humble guy, too. I know that's a question not to ask someone who doesn't love to talk about their accomplishments, but I'll say it for you. That's really awesome, Jeremy, and uh, congratulations on, on that honor. And, you know, we're going to talk about a topic today. I think a lot of people go, this will never happen to me, and then you find out that, boy, it does. We're talking about slipping and falling. I mean, tis the season as we start to get the frost on the ground and the ice out there, and it happens in workplaces, other places as well. And Jeremy, you sent me a really interesting article, just so many facts from the CDC about them. They account for 8 million hospital emergency room visits. I mean, it really is something that happens a lot, and I think a lot of times people assume that they are on the hook for everything when the reality may be different. You know, slip and falls, I would say, are probably the second most common type of injury that we deal with after car accidents. Uh, you know, everybody's walking and doing and shopping and going everywhere, and they, they happen because people do make mistakes, and stores sometimes don't put up the right signs, and, and leaks happen, and spills happen, and and you got to take uh, precaution for yourself. I know, and I, look, I know, honestly, some people probably roll their eyes and say, oh, they're... People are just trying to get my, my, but there are some serious costs associated with this. And, you know, there are some people that are at fault in certain situations that isn't the person that fell down. And I think we kind of like got to reframe our brain around that, that sometimes when people are compensated for something like this, it's because they deserved it. Uh, you're talking to the right guy. I, <laughs> I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, you know, I've handled hundreds of slip and fall cases. And you get to see some fact patterns where there are stores that that know about certain issues in the store or on their property that are dangerous, and they don't do the right things to fix it or to make it safe for the public. And that's so, why we're here. So I think a lot of us are very familiar with the little yellow sign that gets kicked out anytime someone's or should be getting kicked out every time someone is mopping or doing something. And I notice them now as I get a little older. I'm like, well, I'm going to look where those yellow signs are and actually take notice. What are other steps that that stores are supposed to do and or public places or outside on the street in front of a big building? What are those steps that need to be taken? Well, uh, uh an owner has a duty to keep their premises in a reasonably safe condition. Okay, and that's where the law comes in. Okay, your, your main things are obvious. If there is a problem, if there is a leak, if there is an issue, you need to warn about it. You need to barricade. You need to let the customers know, hey, don't go in this area. And oftentimes, people don't do that. Okay, there is a leak. There is something leaking from the refrigerator. Maybe a water fountain has a little bit leak underneath it. And the, the owners or the... Uh, the, the employees are walking by it, and they're familiar with it, but they don't barricade it. And then somebody slips, and then they put the sign out. And that's a very common fact pattern about how we uh, represent somebody and we show that the store knew or should have known about this problem. 
Yeah, and if they cause a fracture, I mean, now you're talking about some pretty serious uh, medical costs that you're going to have to incur. And I imagine, Jeremy, as you research after a fall and how and, you know how it happened and, and you start to figure out where, what, why, all the questions, you probably have uncovered evidence of, of falls happening there before, right? Like where this has now become a serial problem for a specific spot, and even more so, these people deserve compensation. You know, finding prior injuries is one thing, but often what you'll find is prior incidents giving rise to the likelihood that there would be an injury. Okay, it's not all the time that you're going to find somebody slipped in that particular spot or in that particular area. But what you will find is that that water fountain or that air conditioner vent, there had been a maintenance guy out there the month before, two months before, six months before, because there was a leak. So it was an ongoing problem that they should have known about and that they should have fixed and that they didn't fix. And those are the very common types of cases. Are you able to get your hands on security footage easily? I guess what I'm asking is, is so many companies near their entrance, let's say, let's say we're talking about a place inside or in or outside on the front stoop, right? They got all these cameras out there now. Do Are you able to go and get them? Because obviously that company may not want to share them with you. Oftentimes, without a lawsuit, they do not want to share it. Um, And that is why having a lawyer right from the get-go is very important, because uh, what we do is we send what's called the preservation letter, where we notify the the business or the insurance company, typically, if we can, that day or the next day, to preserve the video. Because all stores, at least most of them, should have some sort of video surveillance, and they should have a policy about how long it's to be kept. And if you put them on notice that they need to keep it, and then they do not keep it, uh, that gives rise to some serious questions as to why they wouldn't want to keep something they're supposed to. So if we get that letter out right away, we can usually keep that video, and then you can see the fall happen, and you can see who was there, and you can see how everything developed. That must be the, like, that's like gold evidence there, I guess you could say. What are other things that you do to recreate piece together? I mean, like, it seems almost silly to be talking about it for a slip and fall, but there has to be some sort of forensic analysis. There's probably a better word for this, Jeremy, uh, about how you reconstruct what happened to, to try and prove the case. There are forensic people. There are uh, animation that you can do um, and what we'll call like an accident reconstructionist. I would say separate from that, having a good picture or having a good witness is even better. Um, you know, people fall and they have their phones on them. Take a picture of the spot where you fell. If it's wet, take a picture. If there's a crack in the sidewalk, if there's a crack on the floor, take a picture. Everybody takes pictures of everything. You should take a picture of that area where you fell as well. Yeah, and you mentioned witnesses, and oftentimes, I mean, I mean, for the most part, everyone's so tr- you know when you watch someone fall, and I've been on both sides of this. Usually, people are really help want to help you out and get up. And, and while I say that's a great thing, and and you should if you can, um, doc, like talk to the people who helped you around you, right? Because they may be important in the future. Yeah, they are. Uh, so many times, a key witness uh, has made the case. I represented a lady who was walking down the sidewalk and there were kids biking down the sidewalk from the other direction. And she stepped off the sidewalk just a foot um, and her, her foot fell into a hole sort of in front of a building. And this hole was a a large hole, about two feet in in the ground. 
Um, and the company claimed that they did not know about the hole and they had no knowledge of it. Uh, I went out to this area and I stood in front of this, this hole. And as the people were walking down the sidewalk, I just went up to random people. I said, hey, I know this is an odd question, but I got a picture of this hole here. Do you have any knowledge of it growing up in the neighborhood or ever seeing it? There was this one guy who said, oh, yeah, this hole has been here for 15 years. <laughs> there, there have been skunks that would live in this hole. Uh, I what? went to, to middle school here, and I would take the bus stop right here. We used to play in this hole. We would hide stuff, and somebody would come and get it. It was like the best witness you could ever have. I'm only laughing because it's just so like, wow, you found someone who had a lot of information about that hole. He really did. Uh, And then the case actually went to trial. Um, And at trial, that was my first question. I said, can you explain how you got here today? The guy said, well, I was just walking down the street to get something to eat. And he came up and asked me a question. And I said, yeah, I knew about this hole. So a good witness makes a case. All right. Jeremy Geller, stay on the line. You're not going anywhere yet. We have a few more questions. If you have some, too, 312-981-7200. Traplaw.com. That's T-R-A-P-P law.com is the website you can reach these folks. And uh, they do great work, including Jeremy. Uh, we'll put him on hold. We'll take a break. And we'll get more from Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on WGN. 720 WGN. Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. Continuing our chat with Jeremy Geller from Trap uh, Geller Law, and you go to traplaw.com. And Jeremy, I got the number for folks too 312 269 1329. I know you do more than slip and falls. We've talked about car accidents, truck accidents, taxis, bus, medical malpractice. That's the number you want folks to reach out to if they're dealing with any of that stuff, right? Any injury, I will help. You put it very succinctly, Jeremy. I appreciate that as uh, we've only got a few minutes left on the show. So I appreciate you're a man of a a few and many words when need be. 312-269-1329. Had a couple questions on the text line, and it echoes some of my questions, too. The biggest slips and falls I ever have are walking around this city, and they are on sidewalks in neighborhoods where they've been completely iced over, then it snows, and you can't see it, and it's because the property owner or the apartment condo association did not salt, do whatever they needed to do to clear it. Do you ever deal with cases like that, or does that get really complicated in terms of who's responsible for what during snow and weather situations? John, it's a very good question, a very common thing. Uh, In Illinois, there is no liability for slips and falls on natural accumulations of ice, snow, or water. If it's raining out, if it's snowing out, if it's icy, somebody just happens to slip, and it's naturally accumulating, there is no liability. On public property, private property, doesn't matter? Doesn't matter, okay? The, The lawyering element comes in and showing that whatever this, thing that made you slip is is something unnatural is there a downspout that's making the water pool more ah. is the is the uh, area where the water is a little bit off grade so that water is pooling there and then becoming icier at a greater frequency than the surrounding area you know a parking lot that has maybe a little dip in it or a pothole in it where people slip and trip okay so um that is a very uh, common call, particularly over the wintertime. Uh, very difficult cases. Very, very difficult against the city of Chicago. Um, a private entity, you have a better chance of proving that there is uh, 
an uneven or an unnatural accumulation there. Yeah, because here's my thing. It's like, and I get it if it's in the middle of an ice storm or it's the morning after. Like, some people complain on social media at 4 a.m. They're like, why isn't the ice clear? It's like, well, the people were sleeping when the ice came. I get that. But, like, you know how it is in this city and in this, in this area. Like, over time, the ice just continues to accumulate more. No one ever got rid of it. I mean, I, I want to put my lawyer hat on and say there's nothing natural about letting ice accumulate for a month and a half. There is not. Um, but, it does, you but I don't have a case. <laughs> if you undertake to remove the ice, you have to do so reasonably. But there is not a specific duty to remove it okay. Okay, unless other circumstances exist. Okay, so landlords sometimes, people walking down their stairs, people trip, they slip. Again, it's a legal case. It's not something that's very cut and dry. Right. So you have to, you have to take those pictures right away. You have to get the witnesses, maybe your neighbors, who can say, oh, yeah, we've complained about these stairs. We've complained about this being very slipping. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to report it right away. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's a common thing that people don't do is that they slip, they trip, and they feel embarrassed. Right. They don't want to report it. They don't want to make a thing about it. And then a week, two weeks goes by, and now you realize you've got this issue, this back pain, this knee pain. And here we are two weeks later. The, the Whatever it is is probably gone by now. Okay, and the people that were there, you don't know. Okay, so if you act promptly, that is your best situation where you can you know, cover yourself and make sure that you're protected. All right, so, yeah, let's, why don't we just... Quantify this in a list, right? Like the things to do immediately if you slip and fall. Obviously, I imagine it's medical attention first and foremost, right? Uh, medical attention first and foremost. Well, I, if, if you're asking me first and foremost, yeah, go ahead. first yeah. and foremost, take a picture. Okay. okay. The thing that made you fall, take a picture so that you have it. So you're not taken okay. away. Like if you have to go away in an ambulance and you go back later that day, it's not there anymore. Uh, that's no good. So if you're able to take a photo on your phone and uh, continue on. If you're able, take that picture. Okay, next, go to the doctor. Okay, whether it's a doctor or the emergency room, and document what happened. Um, and then call a lawyer. Okay, yeah. get help because slip and falls are usually usually cases that require litigation. Okay, and uh, it's an important thing to make sure that you're guided in the right way how to handle a case. Yeah, and I think. Right. I'm sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, and you kind of you hit on this, the idea of someone's embarrassed when they slip and fall. There's the immediate assumption of, because it is embarrassing, right? Like, let's not get ourselves, especially if people are watching. Um, but then there's that immediate sense of, like, I did something wrong. Well, guess what? You may not have, right? Someone else did, and you might be injured. And why are you going to have to now pay, you know, if you're underinsured, even if you're fully insured, you got to pay that full deductible. I mean, there's a lot that goes along with it that costs that is, it's, it's unfair for you have to pay all that. Absolutely. I mean, you have your medical bills, which is one element, and then all the pain, the suffering, the discomfort, the inability to work. Yeah. Okay, the, it, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. For sure. All right. Uh, Jeremy Geller can be reached at 312-269-1329. That's the number of a super lawyer, folks. Uh, traplaw.com, T-R-A-P-P law.com. Slips and falls, all other sorts of injuries. If you're hurt, give Jeremy a call. Hey, it never hurts to call, right? Never hurts to call. Free consultations anytime. Yeah, I appreciate that. And even the 708 made a good point about video cameras being there. And, yes, they do obviously catch when people slip and fall. And when that's wrong, people should get their hands on that. They also do keep people accountable for false liability claims. And I imagine, Jeremy, that's a great point because it's like 
You want people that you know legitimately had an issue, and we don't need to cloud it out with false liability claims. Video and other things can be your best defense, especially proving that these things happened, because a lot of times people don't believe you. Jeremy, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. John, be well until next time. Yeah, we'll do it again. All right, we're going to wrap things up now on uh, Let's Get Legal Power by the Illinois State Bar Association. Didn't have more time for the question of the day, but we will get to it next week, I promise, and the week after that as well. All right, we got Dave Plyer coming up next after the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on WGN.